Hello, everyone, and welcome to a uh, we'll say emergency update of the Majira story. Uh, so I was just contacted by Politico on Telegram, and uh, <laughs> uh, if Politico is interested in the story, then I bet sources like CNN, the Associated Press, uh, various YouTube news organizations like Philip DeFranco will be interested in the story because. Here is the headline. I, I would like to. I'd like to propose. Here, here's my public proposal. Uh, for uh, just a couple of headlines that you can use for free. I'll, I'll just give these to you. Okay. Any journalist who wants to use these headlines, you go right ahead. Headline number one. World's most famous furry grooms his underage fans for sex. Not really a fan of that one. That's fine. I've got more. Um, headline two. Majira Strawberry, a YouTuber with over 300,000 subscribers, groomed me to try to get sexual favors after I repeatedly said no. Or, or, you know, headline three. You know what? Let's, let's just keep going. I'm, I'm kind of on a roll here. I'm kind of on a roll yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I've got of... a headline for you. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Uh, this, is my, this is my husband, uh, Link the Labrador. World's and my most... name... Sorry, go ahead. World's most famous furry has a mercy, lies about it. Oh, that's a And good then one. grooms underage... Because he does say that his uh, fursuit is completely safe work because he has too many, you know, underage, under, uh, you know, line the dots up. Let me... And then coerces people into having sexual favors to get better deals on product. Exactly. So, uh, let, because I'm, I'm going to guess that this specific episode of our podcast may be heard by people who are not strictly part of the furry fandom. So I'm going to be sending this to various news organizations like CNN, uh, the Associated Press, etc. And uh, newspapers, whatever, that kind of thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make it as clear as possible for someone who may not even know what a furry is. Okay? Mm-hmm. So a furry is a person who is interested in anthropomorphic characters. Now, what does the word anthropomorphic mean? They, uh, anthropomorphic means a animal with human characteristics. So you could think like Nick Wilde from Zootopia. That would be an anthro character. So it's a fox, but it walks on two legs. So it has some human characteristics. Uh, there's a lot of different examples. There's Robin Hood from Disney. There's... Um, uh, a lot of different characters from Disney, actually. Uh, the Great Mouse Detective, uh, the Lion King. Um, yeah, many, many different, many, many different characters are animal characters with human characteristics. And so, because this is very appealing, especially to a young audience, you know, most furries are very young. I, I would like to point that out because I guarantee you the first defense that Majira will say, the first defense that he or his fans or his current uh, merch partners or whoever, I guarantee you that the first thing they're going to say is, 
oh, well, I only did things with people who are over the age of 18, so why are you making a fuss about it? Well, Majira, I have a message here from uh, someone who claims, and, you know, I have not confirmed this yet, but someone who claims that his current fursuit or his current uh, suit that he wears to dress up as his character is what's called a mersuit, okay? So what is a mersuit? A mersuit is a mascot character. You know, you can think of a character like at a ball game or a character at a high school, you know, basketball game, whatever. Uh, It's a mascot costume specifically made to have sex in the costume. So... A mersuit is different than a fursuit. A fursuit is a mascot costume made by a furry of their character or made by a furry for another person's character, but not specifically for having sex. So a fursuit is just any mascot character that you might see, again, at a baseball game, at a football game, whatever. That would be a fursuit. If someone took one of those animal characters and they added a zipper in the crotch so that they can whip out their strawberry dick, that's a joke, by the way, uh, It's because his name is Majira Strawberry, then that would be a mer suit. Now, uh, his real name is Kyle Summers, okay? is well known. I'm not leaking any information by saying that. Uh, Kyle is more than welcome to contact me at my cell phone number, which is publicly available because I am a journalist. So my cell phone number is 501-655-3671. Now I do use an IP relay service to receive phone calls because of a disability that I have. I've posted about it many, many times, so I won't go into it here. You can look on my website if you want to. Uh, My website is furrypresident.com. So if you want more information about me specifically and about all of this crap that's going down, you can go to my website, furrypresident.com. All the information is there. So anyway, I use what's called IP Relay provided by T-Mobile to be able to receive phone calls because phone calls just make me really anxious. I have an issue with panic attacks, with mental health. uh, That's well-documented that that is something that I suffer from. And so I use IP Relay to receive phone calls. Uh, But I can also receive text messages or SMS messages at that number. So Kyle, I'm really curious why you, who worked with me for several years, who exchanged 5,000 messages with me on Telegram. I'm really curious why you could send 5,000 messages to me. Or we could exchange 5,000 messages, rather. So probably around 2,500 each, I would guess. I'm curious why you would send me 2,500 Telegram messages. And then, as soon as I call you out for being a creep, you blocked me! It's not a good look, man. No, no, no. So you could, instead of 
blocking me, you could have texted me or called me, either one, anytime, day or night. So, you know, being busy is not an excuse, okay? You could have messaged me on Telegram. You could have messaged me on SMS message. You could have called me, whatever. I know you have a cell phone because you post from it all the time. So access to a phone is not the issue. So you could have contacted me with evidence of your innocence if I was lying about this. And I would be, I would be ecstatic to be proven wrong. I, I, I care about the furry community so incredibly deeply. And, and you can ask anyone who knows me, and they will confirm. Uh, uh, my, my partner, my husband, Link, the Labrador, yeah. is a furry. And he can confirm for me, here and now, that I care very deeply about the furry fandom. Is that true? Yes. Thank you, my love. I care about the furry fandom. It is my home. I consider it to be, even with all of the terrible things that have happened to me and to my friends and to many, many people in the furry fandom, which I'm more than happy to go into as much detail as you guys want. But with all of the things that have happened, I still consider the furry fandom to be my home, and I consider it to be a positive experience for most people to be in the furry fandom. I know dozens of people, and I include myself in this category, I know dozens of people who most of their friends are furries. Most of their romantic partners are furries. Most of the people that I have personally been romantically involved with have been furries. All of them, in fact. Every one of my romantic partners has been a furry, in one way or the other. I've had, um, let's see, one, two, three, four. So I've, I've had four boyfriends over the course of my adult life, and they have all been furries. So I am so glad to have met Link wow. through hosting a furry meetup at my house. Wow. Like, I met him... Because we are both furries. Like, that is a very positive thing that I can directly point to and say, thank God I was a furry to have met this wonderful Labrador. But, the fact that many people, myself included, have had positive experiences in the furry fandom, like finding community, uh, finding love, finding acceptance of things like disability, of uh, mental issues, of hardship, of friendship, you know, acceptance of people for who they are, regardless of the circumstances. So, you know, somebody could be a paraplegic and a furry. Somebody could be a, uh, a pilot and a furry. Somebody could be a um, computer programmer and a furry. Like, I'm, I'm giving you examples of I know people who are these things and also are furries. Like, and they will tell you, 
you know, man, I found so many friends on, you know, the Telegram messaging app or the, you know, uh, on Discord, on Skype, on whatever. I found so many friends through it. I found so much happiness through it. And the fact, the indisputable fact that Majira Strawberry, the world's most famous furry ever. It, it's not even close. There, there's a few other furries that have a fa- uh, that have a fan following that may be at least somewhat close to his size. Uh, some examples would be uh, Telephone, uh, Picari Roo, uh, Beagle in Red, uh, Cory Coyote. Uh, a couple of others have large followings online, but. You could combine all of their followings together, and I doubt that it would be as big as Majira's following alone. So just to give you an idea of how famous this person is, he has 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. He is invited, invited by furry conventions to be a guest at their events, despite the fact that everyone in the inner circle around him knows that he is creepy to his fans. I personally talked to him about it back in the day when I was representing his t-shirts, and I said, look, dude, this is not okay behavior. It's creepy, it's weird, and at some point in the future, I bet you are going to do something stupid, and it's going to come out that you've done these things of, you know, creepy hugs with fans, of, you know, messaging random people and just asking them for sex, uh, you know, uh, the, the list is long, and I'm more than happy to go into it, again, in as much detail as any news source would like to have. I, I have been in the furry fandom for over 10 years, and, and I have represented, as their, merch, uh, as their merch company, when I was running the company called Artwork Tea, I represented the merchandise for basically every single one not not every not without exception but i would say maybe 80% of the furries with we'll say over 30,000 subscribers on whatever platform uh i've worked with almost all of his inner circle of friends so that would include people like beta ada delota kiwi fox Pineapple Fox, Foxes and Peppers, who are uh, musicians. Pineapple Fox? Of course I know. I worked with him for the calendar, remember? Yes. Yeah, remember? I worked with him on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He probably just forgot. It's been a while since I did the calendar. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that later, but... (laughs) I have worked with almost all of the people who are in Majira's inner circle of friends. 
you know, people who he goes and hangs out with convention, hangs out with at conventions, people that he, um, you know, invites over to his house for, you know, vlog collaborations or whatever. It, the point is, I know these people really well. Most of them I have known for over five years. I personally exchanged 5,000 messages with this person, with Majira Strawberry. I know him really well. And everyone that I have mentioned so far, everyone, every single person that I've mentioned in this so far, knows about his bad behavior. I guarantee it. If, if you ask any convention chair, any, any person in charge of a furry convention... Even just a person on the staff of the furry convention, like a, a security staff person, I guarantee you that they know that he does these creepy, disgusting behaviors with fans, even if they are not illegal. So, for example, let's, let's say that the fan is 19. He is 26! And has 300,000 subscribers. Do you know how big of a power imbalance that is? I would like to state, for the record, my dear, doing a big sigh makes it sound like you disagree with me. Do you disagree with what I've said? No. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I understand, because I know you really well, that you're just frustrated at the situation. But sighing in the background of my recording makes it sound like you disagree with me, which would not be helpful to my case. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, I would like to state for the record, and again, any, any person, any news organization, any radio station, TV station, newspaper, whatever, is more than welcome to use this audio, and I am more than happy to come on an interview with you whether in person or online or whatever, I'm more than happy to talk with you about my feelings and my experiences on this matter. Majira Strawberry is a sexual predator. He grooms his fans for sex, most of whom are many years younger than him, and some of whom are under the age of 18. I know he does this. Every single person that I've mentioned so far knows that he does this. And I personally and I know many of them as well, have talked to him and said, you've got to stop this dude. This is eventually going to come out and be a huge scandal. I told him this something like four years ago, and he has done nothing about it. He is exactly the same disgusting sexual predator that he was when I represented his artwork and his T-shirts in 2017. Now, let me tell you why, specifically, I am coming out with this now. I have learned 
And I have many, many sources to back this up. So again, I'm more than happy to provide sources in as much detail as you want. But I have sources that say that a furry named Rico Tiger has HIV. Okay? He has HIV. This is public information. It's, I'm not leaking anything. The, everyone knows, everyone, quote-unquote, everyone in the know knows that Rico Tiger has HIV. People make mistakes. It is not a crime to have HIV. I'm not saying anything to that effect. But there is a public video of another very famous furry YouTuber named Cory Coyote. Again, look him up. It's very easy to find all of his information. Cory Coyote, there is a video of him having sex with Rico Tiger. Okay? So it, it is 100% confirmed on video that Rico Tiger... And Corey Coyote fucked, okay? Now, I have in my possession an export of those 5,000 Telegram messages. It's about a 600 megabyte file, and I have not redacted anything. Nothing. All 5,000 messages, anyone can download them and read them if they want. And in those messages, Mr. Kyle Summers says that he had sex with Corey Coyote. So, let me just recap this for you real quick. The world's most famous furry ever grooms his fans for sex. And there is a very high likelihood, unless, you know, he was just lying in the messages, who knows, but there's a very high likelihood that he had sex with someone who had contact, again, sexual contact, with someone with HIV. So, Rico to Corey to Majira. That's a very short line of contact for the HIV virus, okay? He also says in another message, quote, the threat of HIV scares me every day. Now, now I have a question for you as, as uh, you know, fellow journalists, as, as, people who, as people who are knowledgeable about the world. There is this wonderful medicine that I am personally taking. I, I, I've not disclosed this until now, but it, yeah, it's not a secret. It's, it's just I have not disclosed it publicly. But I've told many people in my personal circle that I take the medicine PrEP for HIV prevention. You know, I am a sexually active person. That's no secret. I, I have hosted room parties at conventions. I have hosted uh, events at my house called the Fox Den, quote-unquote, or we're calling it the White House now because I'm the furry president. Or, <laughs> But anyway, I've, I've hosted events at my house that were openly adult events. You know, it's, uh, you know, come to my event after 8 p.m. If you want to take your clothes off, you're welcome to do so. 
We, you know, we check and make sure everybody's over the age of 18. We check and make sure that everybody is safe and consenting and we have condoms there. And like, we, we, we take every precaution. And in my case, taking prep as a, as an additional precaution to avoid spreading STIs. Because that is very important to avoid doing. Now, now PrEP has a 99% effective rate of preventing HIV. So for a person on PrEP, it is still important to practice safe sex to avoid transmitting other diseases. But the likelihood of transmitting HIV is very low. So there is no reason for someone on PrEP to say something like, the threat of HIV scares me every day. This leads me to believe that Majira or Kyle Summers, as his real, you know, his real name, Kyle Summers, this leads me to believe that Mr. Kyle Summers is not currently on PrEP, which means that he has just as likely a chance of transmitting HIV as anyone else. And we know that there is, there is mountains of evidence to back this up. We know that he has unsafe sex at conventions multiple times per convention. His friends know this. The cons know this. The con security knows this. Okay? It's not bad to be horny. That, that's fine. I'm not criticizing him for being a sexual person. I am criticizing him for potentially, potentially spreading the HIV virus to his underage fans. Okay? That is not confirmed, but it is a possibility. I would estimate the odds at maybe a couple of percent that he currently has HIV and is not protecting the partners that he is having sex with to this very day. I, I stress, to this very day. To my knowledge, he is not protecting his partners or himself from contracting STIs. Now, uh, again, I have said this many times over the past three or four days, but I am more than happy to be proven wrong. If, if he wants to call and talk to me or to you or to anybody else, if he, if he wants to make a public statement saying, I always practice safe sex, here's a clean bill of health, you know, it, I, I get tested, Corey gets tested, I don't know when his last test was, but I do know that Corey gets tested. But Majira, to my knowledge, has never posted anything about that to me or any of his friends or any of the conventions. Now, again, I would be happy to be proven wrong. If he, if he, if he posts tomorrow a test that says, I don't have any STIs, then the only thing he's guilty of, quote-unquote, is being a creep to his fans. Now, that is wrong, that is unethical, 
especially since he is 26 and many of his fans are at best 18, 19, and 20, and at worst, under the age of 18. I feel the same way. Remember what I said about sighing in the background, my love? Makes it sound like you disagree with me, which is not helpful to my case. Do you disagree with what I've said? I'm not really. I'm blowing shit up. Yeah, so, so my, my wonderful partner and my future husband, uh, Trey, or Link Labrador, uh, he has ADHD. So, so he is focused on his game that he's playing. So, so please do not take his size of frustration as directed towards me. Because a person who's listening to it as a podcast has no idea that you're looking at a computer screen, my love. So anyway... If I need to move into another room to record, I can do that. Okay. All right. Well, let me pause the recording real quick and let me move into the other room. So my sweet, sweet Labrador boy, uh, he just asked a very interesting question, which I will repeat for the sake of the podcast audience now. Um, so he just asked the question, why is what Majira did grooming? towards me because under normal circumstances under under non-youtube we'll say we'll say non-youtube circumstances it would not be grooming for someone who is you know he's now 26 so when we were working together he was like 22 or something i'd have to do the math on it but whatever the point is is that he was around the age of 22, and I was around the age of 26, I believe, at the time. I, I, again, I'll have to do the math to make sure I'm not misremembering, but why is what he considered, or why, or why is what he did considered grooming when under normal circumstances, you know, if we had met at a bar, or if we had met at a store, or whatever. If we had met at a star, if we had met at a Starbucks, if we had met at a Starbucks, it would not be weird. That's your question, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a great question, and I'm sure I will get asked this a dozen times over the next couple of days. So I'm just recording it here so that my answer is public record. So the reason why what he did towards me is grooming is because grooming is not defined by age. Okay. So, let me explain. Grooming is the act of coercing someone into sex. Okay? Now, what does coercion mean? Coercion means getting someone to do something against their will. Okay? So, like convincing, quote-unquote, the word convincing would not be accurate in the case of coercion. It's forcing, quote-unquote, forcing yourself upon someone, basically, is grooming. Now, normally, you're talking about people who maybe they have a hundred followers on social media. And so, like an average person, I bet, I don't know what the exact statistics are, but let's say the average person has a hundred followers on social media. 
They meet another person who's just an average person who has 100 followers on social media. It's not a power imbalance for those two people to have sex. So if one person with a, with 100 followers talks to another person with 100 followers and says, hey, you want to have sex? There's no power imbalance there. It's not a creator talking to a fan. It's just two people. Now, what Majira did to me, and from what I have heard before, and from what many, 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 many people are telling me in my inbox, what he has done to many people is he has used his station of power to coerce sex from people. Okay. Now, this is not confirmed by anything other than my personal experience, okay? Now, I, I do not have chat logs to back this up, because how could I? But, exactly. let me, no, hold on. I, I have a point to make, my love. Give me a moment. This specific point that I'm going to make is not backed up by the chat logs, okay? But I know from talking to people that what he does is he asks people for sex and he asks over and over and over and over again until they do it just to get him to stop. Now, if that isn't grooming, I don't know what is. And that is the answer to your question. Okay. That's a, I can follow that logic there. Seems pretty straightforward. That's simple. Yeah. He is a sexual predator who grooms his fans. And if anyone says otherwise, they are part of the problem. Mm. Everyone knows that he does this. Everyone. Everyone in his social circle knows that he does this. The convention chairs... His furry YouTube friends, his furry YouTube friends have talked to me in private about how uncomfortable they was were, were, uh, how uncomfortable they were with his behavior. And we talked privately. I, I can probably find the chat logs, but I have literally tens of thousands of messages to go through. So I, I don't know if I can find this or not. But I, I remember talking with some of the furry YouTubers, you know, names that people would know of. Uh, again, I don't remember the exact conversation, but like some of the other famous furry YouTubers, I've had these conversations with in private, in person, mm -hmm. and in private in DMs. Yep. Where they said his behavior is really kind of creepy. And like, what can we do to help him to grow as a person so that he doesn't do this anymore? Because, you know, again, going to an event and saying something like, Hey, I'm gonna go to a room party. Perfectly normal. Now, normal for furries, sure. Uh, because, again, this specific podcast is for a general audience and not for a furry audience. So, uh, for, 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 for mom and dad from Iowa, well, depends on if they're swingers or not, but for, for <laughs> mom and dad from Iowa, it would be kind of weird to go to a hotel and go to a party where the explicit intention is to have an orgy with eight people. That, that would be a little bit weird. But for furries, that's normal. 
It is. That it, it, furries go to conventions to have orgies, and that is not unusual. So right. if, if that was all he had done, it would be an imbalance of power, but it would not be creepy. Uh, yes. So, so if he had only, and I know he does do this as well, but if he had only said, well, I'm just going to go to parties, and if it happens, it happens. If, if that was all he had done, there would be no reason, other than the HIV issue, mm-hmm. there would be no issue, there would be no reason for me to expose his behavior. Now, obviously, I would still have to expose the HIV issue, but I could have done that in private. I could have gone and talked to people who know which partners that he has had mm-hmm. and talked with them privately, and I wouldn't have had to talk about it publicly. Exactly. But the fact that he has, on many occasions, approached fans at conventions for sex is not okay. No, it is not. 